Hello and welcome to this special episode of the Progressing Recruiters Lives Everywhere podcast presented by the Amoria Bond Group. Today we're talking about some of the work we do through the Amoria Bond Charitable Trust supporting the community of Las Laderas in Peru. In June 2022, I was privileged to join the fifth volunteer group of employees from across Amoria Bond and CMC to travel to Las Laderas to assist with three important projects expanding the local children's refuge, building a soup kitchen and helping to redecorate the refuge for the children that live there. It was an amazing experience and we want to share some of the insights from those few days in the community. I'm Natasha Crump, People and ESG Director at Amoria Bond and today I'm welcoming a number of colleagues from across our Manchester and Amsterdam offices, Jenny, Celia, Mike, Eddie and Andy who all joined me on the trip back in June. Hi everyone. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Thanks so much to you all for taking the time to share your experiences today. Um, Jenny, I'm going to start with you. Can you briefly explain to our listeners what our charity project in Peru is all about? Yeah, sure. So it's a really special project that we've been supporting for 10 years now with our charity partner, Project Peru. And it involves supporting the local residents of Las Laderas, a shanty town in the foothills of Lima. And in the 10 years that we've partnered with Project Peru, we've built 100 houses and two soup kitchens. Um, And as you mentioned in the intro, obviously the purpose of the trip this time when we went in June was to build another soup kitchen, help with the construction um, work of an extension of the children's refuge and conduct maintenance on the current refuge as well. Fantastic. And what were your expectations of the project before you went, Jenny? Um, I think based on the feedback from colleagues who had been on previous trips, um, I was definitely expecting a lot of physical labour and hard graft, (laughs) um, but that it would mostly be a a really eye-opening experience, almost a bit of a a shock to the system to see how the residents live compared to, you know, us in the UK, for example. So I was certainly expecting it to be quite an emotional experience, but also one that would be hugely rewarding. And Celia, how about yourself? Before you went um, over to to Peru, um, as the only person going from our our Amsterdam office, what were your expectations? Yeah, I think uh, especially because I was the only one from the Amsterdam office, uh, rather than expectations, I had a lot of uncertainties. I was trying not to think too much uh, on what could be. I knew that it would be very humbling because I heard also stories from people that went uh, in the past but I was really wondering um, yeah, how people would react. Um, I also thought that we would mainly help people in the refuge um, rather than help the community as a whole. And um, yeah, I was also curious to know how the kids would react. There was also an uncertainty that I had. So how did reality live up to your expectations and, and, and what was the reality when you, when you think back now, the apprehensions and uncertainty that you had, how did it actually transpire? Well, the people uh, were extremely welcoming. They are honestly the most loving and welcoming people I've ever met. So I find myself really stupid. I, I was uncertain on how they would react to us. Uh, the kids especially were extremely loving. And I really felt like we were adding something to their, yeah, to their everyday life during the short time that we were there. And um, yeah, and we helped the world, the world community. As I said, it was not just a refuge, but we really helped them in the favelas as well. And that was really precious, it was brilliant. Excellent. 
Um, Mike and Eddie, if I can come to you, um, we did a variety of projects whilst we were there. We packed a lot into to the week. Um, what would a typical day in Peru look like? Well, uh, for, for me personally, I was getting up at about 6am, going to play football with the kids for an hour. Uh, then we'd have breakfast where, you know, it was uh, with all the children. It was, uh, the, the breakfast was actually really nice. And then we'd uh, follow that up by everybody would chip in, do the washing up and things like that. Then we'd go on the school run, which was one of my favourite things to do every day. The children absolutely love being walked to school by us. That would be followed by a full day of working. Um, that would change from day to day, depending on what you were doing on that day. Then we'd be back to the refuge, a bit of a game of football, shower, tea, and then followed up with some uh, some dance classes that we all seem to to really enjoy. I don't know what what Mike's typical day looked like, but I'd imagine it's fairly similar. Yeah, so to, to summarise a typical day, um, it, it would be quite hard to do. Obviously, every day it, it always involved something different, um, but obviously... If, if you were to go for a, like a typical day that happened every day without fail, it'd definitely be start the day off with a song and dance um, with the kids at breakfast. Uh, probably about 100 rounds of rock, paper, scissors. Like they, they, they love that game over there and you, you couldn't leave a group of kids until you played about 20 each. Um, but yeah, finishing off in the morning, like I say, taking them to school, something that we all enjoyed you know you've got the hugs right at the end of it you send them off um and then monday well the morning going into the afternoon that's where obviously the graft would start super rewarding and then finishing off the day obviously back to the refuge like eddie said before you know a bit of time to play some football some volleyball um and then finish off with another song and dance with them with them at tea fantastic um We've talked about some of the different experience during the week, Celia. Um, for you, what was the most memorable and impactful part of the trip? Um, so it's it's uh, it's gonna be something uh, a bit more uh, emotional, but uh, I think all the people uh, on this call from the team uh, know what that moment uh, would be for me. But um, so during the trip, I really bonded with uh, three little girls, three sisters. And yeah, throughout the week, we would really, yeah, really, we really got closer. It's funny because all of us attracted different kids just because we have different vibes and all. And I really bonded with the three girls. After every breakfast, they would wait for me. After school, they would always jump on me. And um, at the very end of the trip, when we went to talk to the director of the refuge to ask for a bit more of background stories, we couldn't really get some of these stories because most of them are secret and confidential. But she accepted to tell me about their stories because this one is a little bit less and a bit more public. Uh, but these three little girls, their mom uh, became blind uh, a few years back and the father of the family just left. So the mom yeah, ended up completely alone living in a favela. And um, so she asked the refuge to take the kids on and now she's selling sweets in the streets and of course when I heard the story it made me completely break down but I think what's really important to remember about it is that these places are really important because it's really important to help the families that are in this situation and I think it's what it made me realize most and that's the most memorable thing for me. Yeah it's incredible isn't it you, you see the children are filled with so much joy um, and they, they appear to be sort of trouble free worry free and then when you do hear some of the backstories like that, you actually understand even more what an amazing place that refuge is, the Project Peru Refuge, why it's so important. And actually, 
the chances, the life chances that it's giving, not only to the children that are there, but to, to their parents and families as well, in terms of that opportunity for their mum to be going out and working. And to us, that might sound like not a great job, but actually that's an opportunity for her to try and build up some sort of income for herself as well and actually deal with what her own situation is too. It's pretty humbling when you hear some of those stories, for sure. Thank you for sharing that, Celia. Mike, the same question for you, if, if we can. Um, looking back, what would you say is the most memorable and impactful part of the part of the experience? Yeah, so my my most memorable moment by far, it was it was after the second working day. Um, so obviously we were split into well, split across three groups on the various projects that we were doing over there. Um, I think Bluffers and Eddie, you were you were digging the holes on the second day, so we all came back to the building site once we finished. Um, obviously, well, came back all together, chatting to the obviously the workers that were there as well, shared some beers or or cervezas with uh, with them, just listening to music. Took a massive speaker down to the to the building site. A lot of us stood on the roof of what they were building and it was just like it was a really good way to to round off that day because it was tough graph for all of us obviously chatting to people that we haven't spoken to before listening to their stories and yeah as i say just sharing a beer it was that was really good really good yeah i remember that moment well um it's it's amazing how quickly you connect and bond with the builders and with the staff at the refuge as well as the children and with some of the community members as well who came out to meet us. Um, I remember being up at the soup kitchen um, site with yourself and Jenny on one of the days, Mike, and um, the welcome that we got and the fact that we were there building a soup kitchen to help the community, but the community came out to feed us and to share what little they had. They shared it so generously with us and it's those little moments that, that stand out and are just unforgettable, I think. So thank you both for sharing that. Andy, um, we talked a lot when we were there about what we take away from the experience, what we learned from the experience. For you, if you had to pick out three things um, that you learned during your time there, what would you say they were? Um, I think I learned to be more appreciative of situations um, and others in fortunes, really. And, and simple things to you and I are, are just massive to those with a lot less. Um, so that would definitely be one of my main points. Um, two, I'd probably, you know, I learned how to dig a pretty deep hole uh, in a day and also um, yeah, how to lose a colleague down it, uh, which was quite entertaining. Um, Just to clarify on that, do we mean talk, we mean the day we almost lost Eddie down the hole because it was how many metres deep, Eddie? We suddenly realised we didn't know how to get you back up. Yeah, I think it was three metres deep um, and I, I'm only about one metre tall, so... <laughs> Um, and I think my final point is I learned the importance of, of teamwork and, and obviously sticking together to get jobs done. And, and I'm, in fact, in probably record time and from what I've heard that it's uh, yeah, with the best team yet to go to Peru and get jobs done. It, that's an undeniable fact. We've had it from, uh, from Project Peru uh, founder and we've had it through from uh, Postway and um, Karina as well, who actually run the refuge. We were definitely the dream team of... Uh, the project so far in Peru, it was a really, really fantastic team that went out. And obviously there's a few of us on, on this um, session today, but the, the team was, was bigger than us. And it really was an absolute joy to be part of that team. Um, Celia, this, the same question for you, if, if, if I may. What are the key three things that stand out for you in terms of what you learned from the experience? 
Yeah, the first um, the first one is something that I, I take away from a, a lady that we met on the last day uh, in the favela when we went to the Comedor uh, up there. She said that um, most people, people that have money, people from Europe, when they travel, they go to the nice places. They go see the nice places. And she said it like that. She said, nobody ever come for us. And I think that was very impactful as in this is a real world and you should go out there see the real world, not just stay into your little bubble. Um, second one um, would be that um, anyone can help and that anyone should help if they have the opportunity. Uh, these people would help for sure if they had the chance to do so. And I felt so ridiculous at the beginning when I was going there because I don't train so much at the, at the gym. And I thought that uh, I would be a bit ridiculous doing the labor uh, work. And uh, I found myself feeling very helpful. And there was an incredible feeling. So I would definitely um, encourage people to do that. And finally, of course, uh, of course, these people were the most loving people that I've ever met. And I think it was a good... Uh, yeah, it showed me that uh, we have to focus on what we have around us, not always look for more. Lovely. Uh, just come back on a couple of things there. Absolutely no need to feel ridiculous. You were super strong, as was everyone on the team. Um, gym or not, I think there was just pure grit and determination in everyone to get everything done and everyone got involved with all the different projects. There wasn't anybody who didn't go to any of them. So, you know, we rotated around those three projects and everyone got stuck in and honestly, everyone should be super proud of themselves. And I think the other point just to pick up on, you said there, anyone can help. And actually behind the trip was a huge, huge group wide effort from our colleagues, um, as well as candidates, clients, families, friends, the fundraising that went on, it was the most we've ever raised as a, um, for, for an Amorigon Charitable Trip, uh, Amorigon Charitable Trust trip in Peru. Um, and that's because actually collectively so many people came together to get behind it. Originally, we were going out just to help with the extension to the refuge because we had so much support, because so many people did choose to get involved. We were able to expand that and do all three projects you're absolutely right and i think it's a really important thing to to remember that you might not be in a situation where actually you can go on a trip like this but you still can help you still can have a, an impact and if you partner with the right organization actually you can be part of a really amazing legacy like this one for sure thank you both um jenny coming back to you um because we had a, a lot of discussions early days you were very very keen um, even before we'd announced the trip um, to, to make sure that you were the first volunteer. <laughs> and you were the first volunteer. I think it took about five seconds from the email going out for you to submit your form. Um, why did you decide to go? What was it that made you so keen to go? Um, I think over the years that I've worked at Amori Bond, I've always been involved in raising funds for the projects uh, or like the yearly care packages that we send out. Um, but it was always a really big goal of mine to actually go out and have a physical impact. And I've never really participated in anything like this before. And although I was told it was going to be a life-changing experience, I don't think I was quite prepared for how true that was until I was actually there and you know every positive action has an impact and if we were to each have that mindset it's really exciting to think about what could happen so although we were there for a short time it was really incredible to see the positive impact that was made in such a short time 
and having never done anything like that before like I said it was always a, a goal for for me to do that so that I could physically see it and and do it and have that impact and you know I would go again within within a heartbeat wow that's a fantastic answer Eddie I'm going to ask you the same thing because I know it was it was on your to-do list for a fairly long time as well right yeah, so I uh, I used to work for the business previously, and I actually had my name down to go, and then ended up moving on. So it was something that I'd wanted to do for a long time. I'll be honest, this time round, um, I was it's something that I really wanted to do, but I was a bit sat on the fence about it just because of where I was at work wise and things like that. Um, and essentially, you know, I had a chat with Jenny. Uh, she kind of gave me the push in the right direction. I also was thinking, you know. I think we've all over the last couple of years with the pandemic and things like that, I've probably felt a bit sorry for ourselves individually at different points, um, whether that be in you know, work sense or, you know, having to stay indoors or, you know, if anybody's been affected by what's gone on. And I felt like it would give me a bit more humility and, and, and make me a better person, I hoped. So pretty selfish reasons that I went. Um, but when I went there, it was an absolutely life changing opportunity. And, you know, I'm so glad I went. And all I can do is just echo what Jenny said that, you know, if we could go again, I would go again. I mean, I've already been looking into potentially just going out by myself again next year um, and researching into that. So, yeah, it was absolutely amazing and just just so, so glad I went. Oh, that's so fantastic to hear. And you properly, from the second we got on that flight, you jumped in feet first and we're fully in all the way through, right through to the end. In fact, the whole team was. It was just brilliant. Um, Just... Just before I conclude with my final question, um, Celia, Andy, Mike, um, I know how I'd answer this, but would you would you go again? Hundred percent, without question. Absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah, it was the craziest experience of my life. I really want to go again for sure. Wow, wow, that's that's a glowing endorsement there. Um, Andy, I'm going to give you the final word here. Um, what? One word, and this is tricky because I don't know how you're going to do this in one word, but one one word best summarises the overall experience of Peru 2022 for you. Magical. Wow. Brilliant. I love it. Fantastic. Thank you so much, all of you. Um, that was just a wonderful opportunity to relive some, just some of the highlights and some of the memories from, from that brilliant week that we all had together in Peru. Um, for more information for anyone listening who wants to find out more about Moria Bond Charitable Trust and our charity projects or a career with the Moria Bond and CMC group because we do offer remarkable opportunities and unique experiences then please do get in touch visit our website amoriabond.com and uh, thanks everyone for listening. Mm-hmm.